0: The Axe of the Blood God. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Axe of the Blood God, US Gamer's official RPG podcast. I'm your host, Cat Bailey, and with me today is Nadia Oxford, staff writer, and I'm a Super Bowl champion. So today is a good day, Nadia. Today is a good day
1: your super bowl
0: champion yep i have won the super bowl well i am in a madden nfl like online league um Uh with a bunch of other people in the media and some developers um hashtag collusion and (laughs) we and i was playing iron galaxy's craig kujawa last night in our league super bowl and i managed to beat him oh Took also him tough. down, so I've got four. I've got four Super Bowl rings now. <laughs> I am the champion, no time for losers, spiking the football on his head, jumping up and down.
1: Sell those felt... on eBay, and you're uh, sitting pretty.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, we got a lot to cover today. Um, well, specifically, Final Fantasy XV news. We finally have a release date. Yay! And uh, I mean, we're kind of late to the party on this, like, by more than a month. But let's talk a little bit about Stardew Valley. Yes,
1: because let's. I, I'm always ready to talk about Stardew Valley, so that's okay.
0: Because you finally... Someone finally took my freaking advice and played that game.
1: Yeah, it was because of you, and I think you've ruined Mike's life as well.
0: Oh, excellent. I love <laughs> I love it when I have an opportunity to ruin somebody's life. It's what I do all the time. All right, so let's talk a bit about Final Fantasy 15. I was actually at the event um, earlier this week. Um, I guess it would be earlier this week at this point. Mm-hmm. I was in the audience... When they finally showed the release date that had already been leaked by GameSpot, <laughs> whoops. Whoopsie doopsie. Whatever. Um, had a chance to have a nice long chat with uh, the director, Tabata-san. And, I mean, Final Fantasy Fifteen is actually coming out this year, Nadia. Our 10-year odyssey is almost over.
1: I'll, uh, uh, I'll believe it when it's either in my hands or on my console. But, yep, it's, uh, it's getting there.
0: I'm a, I'm a believer. Tabata's, uh he's a fixer.
1: Yeah, you, you got he, a point.
0: He's like the director of, of uh, Final Fantasy XIV, whose name currently escapes me. Uh, they both go in and they salvage projects. Well, and they, they just did a really, make things happen.
1: Yeah, they did a really good job of salvaging XIV, uh, if that's the case. It's a, it's a very successful MMORPG, and it's still... Oh,
0: Tavata didn't work on XIV. It was another guy, but oh, okay. they're similar in that regard. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, just wanted to do, like, corrections. Make sure that people knew who I was talking about. But, yes. Uh, no, he was the one who came in and was like... Um, I mean, he did Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. hmm And he was like, kind of... Final Fantasy Type-0 HD came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. And then the next thing he knew, it was out. right? Yes. And that was kind of surprising and excellent. Um, it wasn't one of those circumstances where it was like oh, Square Enix has announced this thing, and three years later, it's getting a teaser trailer. Yeah. (laughs) And in fact, it seems like Square Enix is kind of going, you know what, screw it, we're releasing stuff now. I I don't care, no more of this 10-year, we we can't do this (laughs) decade-long process anymore. We actually have to release games. You
1: gotta have some product to sell to keep in business.
0: And I think is pretty good at that. Mm -hmm. So, anyway... Did you watch the stream, and what were your reactions, Nadia?
1: Um, I didn't watch the stream, but I've watched um, most of the supplemental, supplementary material since. Like, I watched the little uh, anime that comes mm. with it, and uh, the trailer. I love the trailer. Um, it didn't slip my notice that it's an adventure about four boys, and uh, it uses Stand By Me.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> a little on the nose. Yes, just a bit. But they're embracing the bromance aspect, which... Oh, Absolutely. I think it's a valid creative choice. Um, Yes. It's not necessarily a choice that I would have made, but I think that, I mean, God knows we're not lacking in media that explores male relationships and male Uh friendships, but at the same time, like, it looks light and fun Um, for dudes on the road doing dumb things like camping out and playing pinball games or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm
1: definitely looking forward to it, and I'm sure a lot of the Yahweh writers out there are as well. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) It's probably already started. I haven't checked, but I'm sure it has.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was about to be like, don't you think that's a little alienating to female gamers? Pause, pause. No, of course not. Are you kidding me?
1: (laughs) It's kind of on both sides here. Yes, exactly.
0: I mean, it's like, I mean, did you ever watch Gundam Wing back in the day?
1: I did not, but I had so many friends who were so into it.
0: Yeah, back in the day, I mean, five boys flying, like... Giant overpowered robots, all apparently madly in love with one another, if all, of all the fan fiction writers are to be believed. I think we're setting up something similar with uh, Final Fantasy 15.
1: Yeah, more like Final Fantasy Gundam Wing.
0: Excellent, I'm into that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we we even have kind of a transforming mecha. I mean, the car transforms into like a Batwing or something.
1: Yeah, that's pretty sweet, I have to admit.
0: Uh, I, I was thinking of Inspector Gadget. It was very uh, <laughs> next <laughs> time, Gadget, because you know at the end, Doctor Claw's car like transforms and like flies away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the he has the jet car. Yeah, that's right. So oh, man, he had
1: the cat too. I like
0: that cat. So you know, Doctor Claw sold his car, on, like, wholesale, and the boys in Final Fantasy fifteen picked it up. Inspector Gadget, Final Fantasy fifteen, same universe confirmed. Yeah.
1: Confirmed. It's canon. So,
0: so you watched the anime? What were your impressions?
1: I really liked it. Uh, strangely enough, my husband was watching it with me, and he's had no interest in Final Fantasy fifteen whatsoever. And he just after watching that, he was seemed a lot more invested in like the world and the characters. And uh, yeah, it was very very cute. <laughs> like, have you watched it? I have not. Okay, there's just like this one scene where like Noctis is like kind of picking through his hamburger, and just thought it was really cute. It's hard to like kind <laughs> of explain. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, the scene where they're all sitting in the diner having, like, hamburgers, and yeah. at one point he squirts somebody with his ketchup or something, I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
1: totally an accident, though. Maybe.
0: So, what was your impression of the characters? Because I mean, we haven't learned a lot about the characters so far. So far we know that Noctis is archetypal JRPG character mm-hmm. who has daddy issues and is... I don't want to say whiny, but he definitely has some issues. Um, Very prototypical. And then you have... You have the goofy one. You have Goofy Guy, who is going to go into the annals of Zell and being kind of a spaz.
1: Yeah, and uh, Senpai.
0: Senpai Is he the glasses guy?
1: No, Well, actually, now that I think about it, they both can be, but the older guy is uh, kind of Senpai to me, anyway.
0: Okay, there's Senpai Guy and then there's glasses Glasses
1: Guy? Glasses Guy kind of struck me as the more, like, stoic quiet guy who's secretly going to kick a lot of ass in fact he did in the uh in the anime so
0: stoic quiet guy who's always like putting his fingers on his glasses and pushing yes, them up exactly so we're falling very much into anime like archetypes with the with this year's cast
1: yeah and that kind of makes me wonder because like me i love that sort of thing but if square enix is trying to market this to like uh they, they want to make like they want to sell 10 million copies you're going to have to really attract a huge wide audience. I just wonder how many people kind of go are going to go for those archetypes. Like you and I, we're very familiar with them and comfort, mm. comfortable with them. But uh, everyone else, uh, I don't know.
0: I mean, it's Japanese culture. And it really is. I would be actually disappointed if they tried to be something that they weren't. I mean, they're kind of going with what they know, right? That's true. I mean, I just, they uh, can't. you can't out Call of Duty, Call of Duty, as it were.
1: No, you really can't. <laughs> If they tried, it would would turn out kind of ridiculous. I do wonder about that 10 million sales number, though, but I guess we'll see what happens there.
0: I mean, everybody liked the protagonist of Final Fantasy XII because he was, you know, kind of more grown up. And I I say the protagonist because, I mean, um, the two kids were fine. Mm -hmm. I'm so bad with names. I'm so sorry. Um, The two kids were fine, but... Everybody, like, originally, the the um, the general was supposed to be the the adult. Or, like, was supposed to be the protagonist, the main character. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. So, I haven't yeah. played 12 yet.
0: Okay. And everybody kind of wanted... He- and everybody was like, oh, well, yeah, he's a great protagonist. And everybody kind of came to re- regard him as a de facto protagonist, even though the two kids turned out to be fine. Yeah. But it was like... It's kind of the famous story of Square Enix was like, no, 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 we need... We need Vaughn, I think his name is Vaughn. Vaughn, need, yeah, it is Vaughn. We need Vaughn to be, like, w- to follow in the footsteps of, like, the Tetis and the Squall and the Cloud and all yeah. that. And, and, it, and so they got shoehorned in there. And they turned out fine, but uh, there was some frustration over that aspect. And, and we're continuing with Final Fantasy fifteen, whatever. It's
1: kind of funny that, because uh, one of the reasons I love Final Fantasy six so much is because everyone, almost everyone is an adult, and they have adult problems.
0: In Final Fantasy fifteen. Six. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy Six. Um, yes, no, you're m- mostly correct. I think um, you can't really tell from the little sprites.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> I think uh, by quote unquote adult, may- maybe early twenties.
1: Oh yeah, that is like that is their age, but uh, it's they kind of act like adults. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They don't have the same. It's hard to explain, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Um. Like the 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 king. Um. God. Edgar. Edgar. There we go. Yes. Um, Edgar is, yeah, he definitely acts like an adult, maybe a little more on the younger end, but carefree Yeah, and everything. So, Um, and as for like the Final Fantasy XV cast, I mean, it seems like Noctis is kind of the baby of the group.
1: Yeah, I get that impression. Although um, one thing I was glad to see in the anime is that he can kind of hold his own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like in conversation or in fight, in battle.
1: Uh both like early on he kind of like even though he's very you know a little bit spoiled he uh does thank his companions for like taking care of him and in battle he does kick a lot of ass. So he's not insufferable by any stretch of the imagination.
0: So do, do they under, do they establish the impetus behind the bro trip um in the anime?
1: A little bit, yeah. Something to do with meeting uh Noctis's uh betrothed as it were. Um, mm-hmm. I I know that there's like a kingdom in conflict and there's like, you know, war going on as usual and so it's uh traveling is not that easy because Mm -hmm. you have like robot soldiers and whatnot blocking the roads at times and they do seem to be like hunted so there are monsters after them
0: okay so they're on the run
1: yes they're 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 kind of like in between on the run and trying to get to a a certain spot
0: okay interesting
1: yeah it it is very interesting i am intrigued.
0: Uh, the the one thing that I'm really hoping for out of Final Fantasy 15 is that they have a bit more of a coherent world. Yes, because it, it felt like Final Fantasy 13 was just completely incoherent in a kinda, lot of ways.
1: It was kind of sterile, but it, i I don't get that impression with 15, which is good.
0: Chris Kohler, like famously, kind of like his opinion was that. Square Enix like was working on this game forever like I forget how long Square uh Final Fantasy 13 was in production it was like Many 4 years, years. Yeah, and that fun. everybody was like oh my god that's ludicrous Final Fantasy 13 in production for 4 years yeah. and now we're here with Final Fantasy
1: yeah. <laughs> let me tell you a story about long
0: waits <laughs> yeah. but he he was of the opinion that Square Enix just had um people just churning out assets right mm-hmm just churning out art assets, like, whatever. It's like, here's some, like, assets here and some planes here. And they're like, "Uh, okay, just put them in the game. Just put
1: them in the game. Yeah, exactly. And they were trying to go for something kind of fantastical, but it was nonsensical in the end.
0: Yeah. And then they just kept, like, shoehorning in weird stuff, like time travel.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But 15, um, from what I've seen, it it strikes me as really down to earth. But at the same time, it's like, here's a road, here's mountains. Oh, here's a behemoth just kind of hanging out. You know, I, I can dig that.
0: I mean, it it's weird because it has this kind of juxtaposition of very modern, mm-hmm. kind of like Final Fantasy VIII, but yeah, also of
1: eight in that regard.
0: But also very high fantasy. Yes. Almost Game of Thronesy in a way. Like whenever they show the kingdom stuff with his like father and all that, mm-hmm. it looks really kind of like high fantasy, kind of. Um, I, I think there are, like, cities, like, in Final Fantasy X, maybe. Yeah. Um, which, or Final Fantasy IX, even. Uh, there was definitely a city in there that remind that could have been from something out of Final Fantasy XII. I'm just throwing out Final Fantasies at this point. But <laughs> there was definitely a city in there, like, the main city where the, the king lives looks like it could have been in Final Fantasy XII. Which, yeah,
1: you're right. It was very um, very built up. It's kind of medieval at the same time.
0: You know, and, I mean, this is very Final Fantasy. Like,
1: It's very distinctly Squaresoft.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Final Fantasy in particular, because you go back to the origins of the series, it's like they have this high fantasy, but oh, look, there's an airship. Yeah. And they just continue to add to that, um, through like Final Fantasy VI and everything. So, so the thing, so I ended up talking to, like I said, I interviewed Tabata, um, for, uh, ahead of the official announcement and everything, and a couple of things jumped out at me. Um, it shouldn't be surprising that most of this game is being outsourced. Mm-hmm. He said the core of it is being developed within Square Enix, but there's a lot of developers involved with like this entire transmedia process.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, so that's... So that's kind of like the the new strategy going forward for Square Enix and, and it makes a lot of sense, right? Because yeah. <clears throat> I mean it, it's probably too big of a project for them to handle all internally and it just makes sense to send it out to people and get things but if yeah, it starts like, to lack coherence, maybe that's why? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's kind of, I think it's at the point where either it gets done or it lingers in development hell forever and outsourcing is probably the only way to get that finished.
0: The other thing that I think is kind of important to note is that this game doesn't really have much in common with Versus 13 outside of combat, kind of. Mm -hmm. Like, when I asked him, he was like, yeah, we pretty much started over.
1: Yeah, I I know very little about Versus 13.
0: Yeah, he was like, from the technological standpoint, we basically started over because we needed to get tech that would look good on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, of course. And, but then, like... It sounds like the stories only have a peripheral mountain common, and he was like, "We like evaluated everything that we hadn't introduced, and we evaluated everything that we had introduced, and even some of the characters like Stella versus Luna. Like we ended up changing that up, Mm -hmm. and so like it feels like maybe five percent of Final Fantasy versus Thirteen is actually in Fifteen. So at this point, I would say." Strictly speaking, Final Fantasy XV has been in development for maybe like three or four years. Yeah. Well, let's see. He took over the project in like 2014, and it's 2016, so it's actually kind of a normal development process if you look at it in that light.
1: Yeah, once they kind of got everything, I guess they had to get the ducks in an order and all that.
0: But of course, they threw so much at Versus thirteen, and Versus thirteen was such a disaster that it's like, okay, well, <laughs> I mean, you can also look at it in that. In that light. Did you get a chance to play the demo?
1: No. uh, I've wanted to play the first demo. I never got a chance to play that. Um, And I am definitely going to play the second one because it's available. But uh, I haven't played it yet.
0: Mm. I got a chance to play the demo. How is it? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It looks cute. It it is cute. cute. I love the idea. And Carbuncle is way too cute for this world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's cute. Being able to run around the world and then like you're little Noctis mm-hmm. and you're like in this toy uh kind of area. And it it was okay. It actually was very Kingdom Heartsy. It reminded oh, me of it reminded me of did you've played Kingdom Hearts, right? No, I haven't. No way. Really? You have I not haven't. played even a single minute of Kingdom Hearts?
1: No, I've I've watched someone play two and I got kinda bored. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and then it's like when I want to try to get into it, it's like, oh God, where do I even start?
0: I mean, it seems kind of like in your wheelhouse, but I. But then again, I don't like Kingdom Hearts, but I played the first one at least, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, 358 over two days, which is a, a whole different story. But and Birth by Sleep. Oh my God, I played way too much Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> you played a lot um, of Kingdom
1: Hearts, or someone doesn't like it?
0: Yeah, well, you know, work and That's all true. that. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Like, the first level, like, the first real level that you go into is Alice in Wonderland. hmm And you get, you, you can um, shrink, right? right? And there's a big table in the room, and you're kind of trying to figure out how to get through the door into Wonderland. Yeah. And so it's kind of a similar circumstance in Final Fantasy XV's, like, demo, where, like, you're... There's a giant table, and you're trying to figure out how to get up to the table, and so you have to kind of run around and like, oh, there's some books, and you can run up to the top of it. And there are even these little monsters that look like the shadows from Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. um, kind of ill-defined and vague, and frankly, not that interesting looking, that you can like kind of fight with your toy sword or your toy hammer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That was cute. I saw that in the uh, the trailer for the demo. It sounds very cute, but I don't know if I would have chosen that for a demo, frankly.
0: It was a little strange.
1: Um, I would rather like, play the one that... The first one came with Final Fantasy Type-0, didn't it?
0: Yes, uh, Duskay.
1: Yeah, and they haven't released that on like uh, to a wide audience, have they?
0: I mean, no, I don't think so. I think you can only play it if you have it with fi- Final Fantasy Type-0. So.
1: Yeah, so I'd rather play that, frankly, because it has all four of the guys, and mm. it's in the world itself.
0: Yeah, but that that one was kind of a almost a proof of concept. Oh, I see. Where he was going, it was like 50% complete. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of him going, yeah, um, I just want to show you like what's going on with this game right now. And then I he see. he had a 2.0 version that he released as well. Mm-hmm. So an updated demo. <laughs> oh, square, I love you. <laughs> it was very strange. And now they've got Platinum demo. Uh, that's which right, yeah. Which is now out and you can actually play. And if you finish it, you get Carbuncle as an exclusive summon, which means that because Carbuncle is, again, too cute for this world, I'm going to totally play through Platinum Demo. Yeah, I guess I I have to play through it. But the second half of the demo actually is you get warped into the kind of the city proper, Mm -hmm. like the capital city, and um, an Iron Giant shows up
1: yes i noticed those guys they were from final fantasy 7 if i'm not mistaken like that's where i first saw them anyway
0: no uh iron giants have been around forever have they? like they're like they're a classics they're a classic final fantasy monster
1: oh okay huh i don't think it's just seven
0: it's just that they're really big in seven. Oh yeah that was, that was the imposing. thing it was like yeah the whole point was like well look how big they are just yeah. kind of like kind of <laughs> like a behemoth right
1: that's true yes
0: like, Iron Giants and Behemoths are kind of in the same, like, category, but you, you're you fighting him, and now you're an adult, and it actually has some more of the—it it feels a bit more like the final game. hmm And I definitely had a lot more fun with that fight. Right. Because I was, like, I was doing the dodging, and I was, like, switching between, like, the light sword and the heavy sword to fight him— and you have to, like, react when he, you see him winding up to attack you. And then you can, like, back off and use magic on him. But he also has various abilities. And it did a good job of kind of encapsulating, like, what the battles are going to kind of be about. And yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to maybe more advanced battles and seeing how those go, especially with party members involved.
1: Yeah, that's what I was wondering about.
0: Yeah, cuz you don't have party members um when you're fighting the Iron Giant platform yeah. demo. Um and then you can like swing off um level geometry and do like this wave attack and you can like jump up and attack them and everything. It it feels it feels okay. Yeah, it so feels it, okay.
1: It it's like kind of a more action-based uh, battle system, isn't it?
0: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um it the thing that they have to worry about and it's it's totally unfair. Mm-hmm. because it's an action r- it, it, it's it's so it's not really strictly speaking a pure action game it's going to have strong rpg like mechanics and stuff mm-hmm. but it's going to inevitably be compared to dark souls
1: oh yeah
0: it's not fair it shouldn't be compared to dark souls but it's going to be yeah and so it's like okay well y- you're in kind of a pickle, if that's the case, because Dark Souls has some of the best combat in games ever.
1: Yeah, and I can't see, given how big Final Fantasy XV is and how many resources are going into it and have to be stretched across so many categories, I can't see the ca- the combat really matching up. I'm sure it'll be fine the way it is, but
0: if it's being compared, yeah. I'm hoping that there's kind of a, a tactical element to the way that you position your party members. Mm-hmm. But... If anything, I think it's going to kind of be similar to Final Fantasy Type Zero HD, which had party mechanics for sure, but it wasn't what I would call tactical or anything. Right. Anyway, so that's the end of the, that was the end of the demo, and I came away going, okay, okay, yeah. serviceable, um, serviceable. It's all right. Um, I'm curious to see how the open world elements like are actually come into play. Mm-hmm. Like I. They're, like, showing this road trip, which is fine. Um, Final Fantasy X was also a road trip. Mm-hmm. Except, like, you weren't, you know, in an open world. You were running through these really defined paths. Yeah. And these cities and everything. And then you could travel back to them over a map. Final Fantasy Fifteen. So, okay, like, how does this work? What is the structure of the game? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I'm, that's I'm what I'm curious sure. about. Like, how open world is it? Or isn't yeah. I mean, they say it's a seamless open world. Oh. Huh. So it's like, okay. And then, like, you see a shot of... You see a shot of not only the car, like, driving around on kind of an overworld-looking area. Uh-huh. You see, like... You see a, um, Noctis on a, on a Chocobo. A Chocobo, yeah. I noticed that. And it looks like I've seen that kind of scene in other Final Fantasies, but that was... I got kind of a red dead redemption vibe from that. So yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm pro
1: Chocobo.
0: <laughs> You're pro Chocobo. <laughs> so I came away from all of this cautiously optimistic about Final Fantasy XV. I generally think it looks good. Um graphically I mean like graphically it looks pretty good. It looks like a Final Fantasy game. Um, I don't hate the cast, but admittedly, you don't have a good view of them. The only one that I don't like is kind of the zany one because yeah, I could, I could a do a. He's a bit of a, he's a bit spastic, and I don't like him. So, um, and I apologize for using the word spastic, but whatever.
1: But you um, can kind of, you can kind of tell what he's going to get into and what he's going to be up to, and it's like, okay, you go do your thing, and let me get on with the story.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I can deal with him. Um, and trying to think i think the combat will be fine i I think it's just what it really all comes down to is how much fun is it to explore this world like how how much momentum will i have it behind it how deep will the battle system ultimately be will it just be like kind of a boring hack and slash or will there actually be strategy and tactics behind this um whether in the customization or in the action itself um will the story ultimately be worth anything how big is this world? Um, oh, God, Witcher 3 is another one that it's going to end up being compared to. I mean, it's, yeah. it's taking on some pretty formidable competition in that regard. But I I think it's looking pretty solid so far. So... Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'll, I'll say that much. Uh, I trust Tabata. So I'm like, okay, I, I think it's going to at least be worth playing. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I'm just ready for Square Enix to get past Final Fantasy Fifteen.
1: Yeah, I think it's time for them to uh, give us the game and uh, go on to the next thing.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, God, it's <laughs> been so long at this point. I mean, Final Fantasy 13 came out in 2010. Oh, it's God. now 2016. Oh, like, everybody's kind of ready to move on to something new in terms of the series. Um, yes. It's actually kind of remarkable that Final Fantasy has remained as relevant as it has, all things considered.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, I never really even, like... Thinking about it, when I was like such a fan of like, f- you know, four and six playing on the SNES, I never imagined there'd be a time where like Florence and the Machine is doing a song for Final Fantasy fifteen. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> Florence and the Machine, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like your average fifteen year old, like maybe their first real memory of the series is like Final Fantasy thirteen. Mm-hmm. And if in you- Final Fantasy thirteen got so panned, right? Yeah. Um. So. If you think about it, like the series hasn't had good press in a while, and yeah. like the younger generation hasn't maybe really experienced a good Final Fantasy unless they played the old ones, mm-hmm. which is possible. But somehow, like games like Final Fantasy VII just remain extremely relevant and very much in the public eye. Yeah, even with like young people, like even with people who aren't old enough to remember it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I guess there's just something about that series. I mean, I was sitting. I was sitting in that auditorium, um, the Shrine Auditorium, when they were doing the show, and the the crowd it was packed. Yeah, it was packed, and it was a crowd of friendlies. Like they were like going bonkers with every like really hyped for it. Even the most mundane announcement got like giant cheers. (laughs) It was like we got a limited edition, (laughs) and I'm like, whoa, okay, calm down, everybody. It's a statue. It's okay. (laughs) and then of course and then they crashed Square Enix's store like buying that stupid statue
1: oh I didn't hear about that it's hilarious yeah
0: like Square Enix's store like immediately went down um, as soon as they revealed that the ultimate deluxe edition was going to be a Square Enix store exclusive wow
1: yeah there's it's the the series still has a lot of legs behind it
0: yeah so I mean so in the end Final Fantasy has that going for it yeah alright so let's let's move on to Stardew Valley
1: sure
0: all right so i haven't had a chance to talk about it much but you've at this point you've actually played it a lot more than i have so what about this well maybe we should start by introducing it
1: i guess so yeah
0: so if you haven't played Stardew Valley, it's on Steam. It's a farming simulator, very Harvest Moon. Like Har- it it is Harvest it Moon. It is
1: pretty. It is extremely Harvest Moon.
0: They lifted Harvest. It. They lifted Harvest Moon wholesale and put it into <laughs> a Steam game, and but at the same time, like Harvest Moon, and now Stardew Valley, like it's sixteen RPG, sixteen uh, bit RPG roots are super clear. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, for God's sake, it looks like Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI. It does, even down da- even down to the way that the characters emote.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And there's actually a um... there's actually a dungeon exploration kind of like thing where like you're going down like many many floors in a mine. Yeah, I think, and like I fighting think monsters and stuff. 140, 140, 140 floors altogether. Jesus, I, I mean, as far as 40.
1: But. um... Well, actually, I streamed the game on Tuesday, and I, the people who are watching who hadn't played the game, they said, yeah, it's like Harvest Moon, but I also kind of get a, an Animal Crossing vibe from it. Um, which is very true, because one of the things you can do in addition to farming is, uh, you collect artifacts and, and put them in a museum, and you get yes. rewards as you, uh, as you fill up the museum.
0: Yes, and you do that by going through the mine and fighting the monsters and everything. Yes. And as you go further down the mines, you get, like, more weapons and everything. And I don't think you get experience. You do get, like, loot for killing the monsters.
1: Yeah, there's no experience. Just basically, you get better loot.
0: Yeah. Do you become... You, but you do have, like, items that you can equip?
1: Yes. Like, for example, I have a uh, a glow ring, which I can't even remember how I found that, but... Um, it's really it kind of saves you the hassle of having to like put up torches in dark areas so it's mm-hmm. really convenient but you also have rings that like protect you boots that like offer more speed uh, and of course you have different variety of weapons like daggers which attack quickly hammers which attack slowly but are powerful so it's a, it's pretty impressive how much work went into the game and the really exciting part is that since it's um you know a modern game we can probably get more DLC as uh, as the months go on
0: Yeah, no, I'm excited. Maybe there'll, since it's been so successful, maybe there'll be an expansion or something like that.
1: I really hope so. Um, Yeah. There's no option to marry Shane, and I think we should have that option.
0: (laughs) There's no option to marry who? Shane. Which one is Shane?
1: He's the angry guy who works at Jojo Mart, and, like, you try to talk to him, and he tells you to go away. (laughs) Okay. So everyone wants to marry the angry guy.
0: Can you marry the, the owner of Jojo Mart and, like, go full Walmart?
1: No, that guy's creepy. I don't think anyone wants to marry him.
0: Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I want to I want to marry the villain antagonist.
1: He has a bow tie. I don't trust people
0: with bow ties. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That, that is totally true. But in Stardew Valley, I mean, if you haven't played Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing or Rune Factory, um, you go out and each day you wake up and you go and you manage your little crops and everything, and maybe you go into town and you talk to some of the people, and as time goes on, you can give people in town gifts, mm-hmm. and they will come to like you because everybody likes it when you're, they're always being given gifts, unprompted. Yes. Uh, no, give, no give and take in this relationship. they just like, oh, you gave me a gift. I like you more. <laughs> Excellent. <Yeah. laughs>
1: that is true, although you are kind of rewarded with, like, Romantic scenes, which are reminiscent of like the last Harvest Moon I really got into was Friends of Mineral Town.
0: Me and, too.
1: Yeah, in that game, it's like you had when you reach certain heart levels with people, they would give you like a little romantic scene, and uh, you kind of had the same thing going on with uh, with Stardew Valley.
0: Yeah, you get a little romantic scene, um, and in the meantime, like you are trying to kind of min max your your like income flow, mm-hmm. like making sure that you plant just enough crops to get just enough money. So that you can build like a beehive and a, a, a barn with cattle and a chicken coop and like a silo on and on. And upgrade your house so that you can cook things, go yeah. fishing. Like there's just so much to do overall in the game.
1: Yeah, I've put in like 40 hours and I haven't even come close to like really finishing the game. Quote unquote, You can't really finish it so much. But just to give an idea of how diverse it is, like I don't even have crops. I hate tending to crops. I'm not a plant person. I'm an animal person. So I have a ranch, which is very profitable, especially since I have cheese making machines. So, Mm. you know, making like, I do farm because there is that whole uh, subplot with the community center uh, where you kind of repair it by making bundles for little like kind of harvest sprites that live in there. And some of those bundles require certain vegetables. So I I farm for those. But otherwise, farming can take a hike.
0: (laughs) Well, you kind of have to farm to start out.
1: Yeah, you start with like a, a patch of like parsnips, but like I, as soon as I could, I just like okay, time for a chicken. I also have a dinosaur.
0: You have a dinosaur? How did yeah. you get a dinosaur?
1: Well, I found a dinosaur egg and I put it in the incubator, <laughs> and I had that's a dinosaur. That's awesome! It's really oh like, my cute. god!
0: I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, that's really cool. Wow, see that's that's a that's a cool like little
1: it, it, Easter it, yeah. egg Easter egg. So in to start a valley. There's a lot of, like, fun little secrets like that. Like, um, I wrote an article, I think it was last week or sometime earlier this week, about, like, kind of the the relationships between the characters and the small scandals going on, which you don't get in Harvest Moon so much. Uh, Even Friends of Mineral Town was translated kind of badly, so... But uh, in um, Stardew Valley, you kind of have, like, so-and-so's having an affair with so-and-so, and... Have you met Kent? He, uh, he comes around in year two, so I don't know if we've gotten that far yet.
0: I made it the summer of year one.
1: Yeah, so you, have, so you haven't met him yet. He's kind of a sad figure. I mentioned him as well in my article. He's basically a soldier. There's a war going on outside the, the valley, and it's, apparently it's pretty vicious, and he's a soldier with PTSD.
0: Oh, whoa. Okay, well, that's really dark. I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he's, um, like I also mentioned in my article, it's like whereas the other characters have a, a routine that they follow. Um, He just kind of stands outside all day and like goes inside his house and comes outside, and it's just, even though characters in Stardew Valley kind of meander the way the characters in Harvest Moon do, they still have a purpose, and you can tell if he doesn't have a purpose, he's very aimless. So it, it's, uh, and when you talk to him, he's just kind of a sad guy. He says he doesn't really know his son anymore or anything like that.
0: Poor Kent, jeez.
1: Yeah, can't I want- marry him though, he's already married.
0: He's already married. He's already okay, married. so you can't steal him away.
1: No, you can't steal him. probably shouldn't. I don't want to break the poor
0: dude. I saw... I was watching, like, Facebook updates from you. Mostly your... Your, like, quest to get in, like, good with... Um, who was it that you ended up marrying? Sebastian. Sebastian. It was something like... What was it? Like, love me, you purple-haired bastard, or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> it,
1: was like, it was like, stop looking at hentai and love me, or something like that. Because he's only yes. on the damn computer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what he was doing, yeah. And <laughs> what did he like? Like, what is the, what were the stuff that you had to actually bring him?
1: Uh, he loves sashimi, which is good because I'm really good at fishing in that game.
0: Oh well, there that works perfectly, right?
1: Yeah, a lot of people complained about the fishing, but um, I had no trouble getting the hang of it because, strangely enough, I've been playing like Breath of Fire three until this point, which this fishing game is very similar to it. Mm. So that was a nice coincidence.
0: It's not a good RPG without fishing. I agree. Which precludes a lot of RPGs, but I digress. But it does include Pokemon, so it's okay. That's true. Uh, I like. So I was wooing Abigail. Oh yeah, she's kind of cute too. Who's kind of the? Uh, what's it? I guess the female equivalent of Sebastian.
1: Yeah, they're friends. Although there's no rival marriage in the game yet, but yeah, they're they're friends.
0: I mean, they both have purple hair.
1: Yeah, they're both gothy.
0: They're yeah, they're both kind of gothy. So like, I was like, oh. Like, I'm looking at all the people that I could kind of woo I'm in both sexes in that game, and I'm like, I like Abigail. Yeah. All right. So I started, she likes quartz.
1: Yeah, she eats it apparently. I don't know. <laughs>
0: that's something <laughs> yes. that's been going around. I don't understand. Yes, you bring her an amethyst. She's like, this is delicious. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, so like, it's like the rock monster from um, Neverending Story. Oh, yeah, the rock I don't monster. I'm, I'm, no i just, there's this image of, like, he just she's like, here you go, here's an amethyst. You're expecting her to, like, craft it into a jewel or something. She's like, oh, <laughs> um, yum. Um, yum,
1: At least she likes it.
0: Hey, you know, I, I'm i not going to judge. No. Like, she, that girl, like, she wants to, like, eat amethysts and quartz. <laughs> like, more power to her. Yeah. I, mean, I, right. guess, I hate like, to like, be
1: her dentist, but it's not my problem.
0: It's plentiful. Yeah. I mean, like, and because I hit the mines so much, because I mean, uh, like, I was kind of reading strategies. And it was like, get as far as <clears throat> get as far as in the, in the mines as you possibly can, as soon as you can. Yeah. I was like, okay, so I just like, really pressed through the mines. And I made it to like the 40th floor. And yeah, if you do that, stuff. you get a lot of you get a lot of stuff. Yes, you do. You get a lot of just random junk. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I've got, like, a pile of quartz that I can give her uh, twice a week to kind of build <laughs> up our relationship. And she doesn't even, like, question the fact that I just randomly show up at her house with some more quartz. She's she's always happy about it. So yeah, like, okay, they, they never
1: really question where the gifts come from. Maybe they know better.
0: It's just like in Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town, there was a girl that my character was wooing because you could only woo girls in that game.
1: Yeah, that's the nice thing about Stardew Valley you can do both sexes.
0: Yeah, I like the fact. Yeah, I like the fact that everybody's apparently bi and yeah. will swing both ways yeah. and like marry you. So I'm like, okay, well, this is the perfect town. I like this place.
1: <laughs> this town's all right with me.
0: But in Mineral Town, like I had my routine where like I would go in the morning, uh, throw my egg in, make an onsen tamago,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. like they have like these hot spring eggs in Japan. And apparently they're really gross. I've never had one, but it's called an onsen tamago, and there's a girl, like, standing, she's always, like, hanging by the hot springs, so if I go within, like, like at seven in the morning, I'm going to find her by the hot springs so I can just toss the own, the, the egg in, yeah. get it back, be like, here's your gift, alright, bye. <laughs> and then go off and, like, go, go do everything else, so.
1: Yeah, and uh, also in Mineral uh, Town, you could uh, gift them as much as you want, whereas in Stardew Valley, you're limited to two gifts a week, so you can't just shove gifts down their throats and
0: marry them <laughs> within a month. <laughs> Could you do that? Oh my god! Yeah, I love more, that idea.
1: When more Friends of Mineral Town came out, which was Leslie plays the girl, uh, my friend and I had a contest over who can marry the doctor first. <laughs> so we're just like, I can't remember what he liked. We're just throwing these stupid gifts at him, and I think I won. I only
0: got as I I only got as far as the first year in mm-hmm. Friends of Mineral Town. Like I got to the winter. Yeah. And then when the winter showed up, like I had tons of money, like just absurd amounts of money. I'd already upgraded my house to like all the way. And I didn't have anything to do but mine and fish. Yeah. So, like, I didn't have any crops to harvest or anything because it was the winter. So I was just kind of killing time. And I was like, oh, no, this isn't as interesting as it was. And I stopped playing at that point.
1: Yeah, that's uh, the the nice thing about uh, Stardew Valley. is There's plenty to do in the winter, too. Like,
0: What can you do in the winter?
1: Well, you have the mining, of course, but you also have the combat. And that's really a good time to kind of get to the bottom of or try to get to the bottom of the mines. Uh, plus, you can still dig up artifacts and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and, uh, if you get enough artifacts to, like, unlock certain things, um, and of course you can try to get, like, you can forage for stuff that you can use in the bundles for the community center, uh, a lot of that is season-specific, so some- there are certain things you can only get in the winter, so it it does keep you busy. I know- I was kind of surprised how fast the winter went, because I do know Harvest Moon is kind of like, okay, let's wait for the winter to pass, I guess. Go to sleep. (laughs) Wake up, go to sleep. Wake up, go to sleep.
0: Yeah. Well, this game seems to have really like struck a chord with a lot of people. I the reason I only made it through the summer is I think I think I would still be playing, but I'm usually pretty busy. Like mm-hmm. the games just keep on coming for me.
1: Yeah, no, it's a very time absorb. It, it absorbs time like nothing else.
0: Yeah, that's the troubling thing about like I love RPGs. I adore them. Um, I I love it when I can review an RPG because that means I have to specifically set aside time to play it. Yes like with Fallout 4, like I was on that review. So, what did I do? I basically locked myself in the house for like a week and just played it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a result, I put like 60-70 hours into it before my review. And I really enjoyed it, you know. Had a good time, got a was able to like really experience it. And then I was like, "Okay, I feel like pretty good about my Fallout 4 knowledge." Yeah. Versus like Witcher 3, um I was actually on vacation when that game came out, so I couldn't review it. Mike ended up reviewing it. Yeah. And I got a review copy and I played it. Um, I got, you know, ish, far-ish, but not that far, like maybe 10, 15 hours into the game. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like the 10 hours in an RPG is kind of like the first checkpoint, you might say. It's like, yeah, okay, like things are kind of moving now. Yeah. And it was like, well, I don't have time for this game anymore, so I'm gonna have to stop, even though like I've been enjoying it to this point, and like I would love to start over and start playing it again, mm-hmm. but I just don't have time. Like I just I have other games to be playing right now. So
1: and the choice of games, writing.
0: Uh, well, I mean, other games being, I'm going to win the Super Bowl again in Madden, I guess. Oh, I don't of know. course. But, but yeah, know The joys of games writing. I've got Star Fox coming in now. Um, I just finished reviewing MLB the Show. Like, I mean, I was reviewing Darkest Dungeon and like just kind of like, and Fire Emblem Fates, of of course. So it's just like you're kind of on the assembly line. Yeah, exactly. So, while I like well, Stardew Valley is good because you can play in like snippets. Yes. Like it's like oh, I'm going to play a day now. That'll take about thirty minutes. Yeah, And, like, a, a, a good, like, productive day will take you, like, 20 minutes to complete. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I'll just go through, blah, blah, blah. Well, I got to the point where, like, I had enough money and I had enough, like, stuff mm-hmm. that I could really start, like, putting a dent in this game. I was like, okay, I can build, like, a barn now. Like, I have enough money for a barn. Yeah. I have enough money for, like, chickens. I have a silo now. Um, I have a really good, like, crop of blueberries that I'm going to be harvesting soon. Like, money is no longer really an issue. Um, I'm doing a good job of wooing the girl that I want. Uh, Things are moving right along. And then I would pause and I was like, this game really is just a grind, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, uh, well, then again, it's it's life and life is a grind.
0: Yeah, I guess. (laughs) But, I mean... Whenever I realize that I'm just going to end up grinding through the same thing, like, over and over again, like, I start to lose interest immediately.
1: I hear that, like, after three years, your grandpa kind of comes back from the dead and evaluates your farm, (laughs) so that's something to strive towards.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that there's nothing to strive toward, I'm saying that I realized that just how big this game was going to be, and how much work I was going to have to do in it, it's like each day getting up and collecting the, the crops and collecting the stuff from my animals and, like, making jam, like, making preservatives and, like, forging and crafting stuff and, like, exploring, like, the 100th level of the mine. And, you know, it, there's a r- kind of a zen-like comfort to playing a game like that. Yeah, there is. But it's... It, but once you kind of get a beat on it, it becomes... I don't want to say repetitive, it's just, like, this realization that I'm going to have to play the game X number of hours to, like, fill a quota doesn't fill me with a lot of excitement.
1: Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, everyone kind of loses interest at a point when you have a game of this nature.
0: I mean, there's some people who are like, I must complete everything. I love doing this. I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm not quite like that.
0: Maybe that's why, like, Animal Crossing is so popular?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I still have friends who still play Animal Crossing.
0: But, like, as an example, like, I went into the community center. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool, community center quests. I wonder what this entails. And I was like, collect bundles of stuff. Yep. And I was like, oh, I have literally no interest in collecting bundles of stuff.
1: Well, then you could uh, sell out to Jojo Mart. You can? You can. You can, If you get a Jojo Mart membership, I... Uh, then like you all you have to do to get like the stuff that the community center repairs all you have to do is like pay for it
0: huh it's a well. nice
1: little but of course if that happens the community center turns into a, uh, a warehouse <laughs> wow <laughs> so it's the easy way to do things but it's not the nicest way
0: i love the i love that there's a jojo mart in there and that's like super evil
1: Yes. And then when
0: you walk into it, like the music goes away and you just hear basically what sounds like an air conditioner.
1: You hear like air conditioner, like the buzzing of the fluorescent lights.
0: Exactly. It's, it's really effective in the way that it kind of portrays it. But Stardew Valley, like, I think like it's obviously struck a chord. It was number one on steam um, for a bit. I don't know if it still is right now. And it like people enjoy it. And I think like what it comes down to, and I, and what the original Harvest Moon kind of came down to was it offers the experience to live in an RPG town. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, maybe like the town in Stardew Valley would be one that like Noctis and his crew would be passing through on their road trip. <laughs> and yeah, they, could s- absolutely. they could stop by your farm and like buy some like crops and everything and like pet your cat.
1: Yeah, I got a cat.
0: Who will like do a little heart and then go like sleep on your crops?
1: Yeah, you uh, you weren't, you didn't watch my stream, right? Because I actually got stuck behind my cat. <laughs> yeah, stuck behind your cat. Until two, it, it was hilarious because basically, um. You got stuck
0: behind the cat till two in the morning and then you collapsed? Yes. <laughs> no. I swear to God. <laughs> what,
1: and to make things even funnier, uh, Sebastian, who I was married to at that point, um, he is kind of a stoner. Um,. If he, when he moves in with you he brings in this blue quote unquote vase, which uh, used to be a bong, but it got edited out. Um, and on that particular day he happened to be standing in front of his bong all day and like when you talk to him he'd say like know I'm hungry, do we have any pizza? And then he went to bed right and I, uh, I came in, and he was already in bed. so he, I can't enter my bed from that direction. And when I tried to talk to him, he was like, "Oh man, the day just totally got by me. I don't know what happened. If you're hungry, I think there's pizza in the fridge." And then on the other side, when I, where, where where I entered the bed, my stupid cat was there, and I couldn't go through him. And, and I'm trying to desperately to push him or something, and it wouldn't—he wouldn't budge. So I sat there and I—I I collapsed. And to make things even worse, when I woke up, it's like Spash was like, "Oh man, I had bad nightmares all night." Go <laughs> to hell. It
0: was she get robbed. Did you get robbed in your own house? I totally did. Oh, that's bullshit. Oh my god.
1: So you just standing uh, in front of that damn bong all day. It was real. I haven't
0: had I haven't had the cat do anything like that. But yep. I like that if you marry they just get in your way too. It's yes. Amazing. Just just goes to show significant others. They only get in your way
1: yeah one hundred percent i can i can confirm no i love him. does
0: does sebastian actually like have a job is he like or is he a deadbeat who just like smokes weed all day uh
1: he smokes weed and does some coding as well he's like working on a game
0: he's working on a game, oh, a game. oh god game, game developers game. they're the worst I oh, know. My oh my gosh is he an independent game developer he is <laughs> working on the next hip puzzle game <laughs> It's it's a puzzle game and there are some random shapes and blobs like doing things and some color and sound. I think it's very innovative.
1: You have to match up three of the same pieces? No one's ever done this before.
0: I kid. Like, I love independent game developers. I We're talking yeah, about an indie game right now. but
1: Totally awesome.
0: But I'm betting he's not making a lot of money for you. you no,
1: know, he says outright, like, you know, thank you for working so that I can, like, you know, pursue my dreams or whatever.
0: Everybody else is, like, pursuing their dreams while, like, you're out there, like, all day. Feeding. Until two in the morning, feeding your damn cat feeding or feeding my your damn cow. Your dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> does the dinosaur produce anything, or is it just a pet?
1: So far, it hasn't produced anything. It's it's still young, so it might uh, it might have to be um, an adult before it does anything.
0: Is it worth letting the maple? So I have a maple tree that I'm growing next to my house, uh-huh. and it should be ready by the fall. Uh-huh. Is it worth getting like the tapper and like putting it in for the syrup?
1: Yeah, I do. I think most a lot of people like the uh, maple syrup as, um, as gifts. Plus, I think you could use it in like cooking and you know just recipes for different crafting projects. Like you need maple syrup to make beehives.
0: Yeah, I was debating on whether I should expand my house first or if I should build a chicken coop first. I would go with the chicken coop. Hmm. Interesting. But you know, like having played Stardew Valley, and we we've talked about this. I think Bob. You or Bob even wrote about it because we just had two Stardew Valley, like, articles at once because both you and Bob finally listened to me and actually started yeah. playing it.
1: <laughs> we both wrote something.
0: Yeah, you both wrote something. The first thing I started thought when I started playing this was, wow, Natsume really blew it with Harvest Moon. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's what Bob wrote about.
0: Yeah, I think Bob wrote that one. It was just like... Because I, I liked Friends of Mineral Town. Like, I really liked it yeah. to the point where I wanted to play more Friends of... Like, I wanted to play more Harvest Moon. And I was, like, going to buy the GameCube game, and there was a PSP game. And then, like, there was this steady stream of games, right? Yeah. But none of them were ever as good or even came close to being as good as Friends of Mineral Town. Like, yeah, they were exactly. janky, or they were, they were kind of similar to Friends of Mineral Town, but they had some janky mechanic... Like, the DS game was really bad. I never played that one, but I haven't heard anything really good about it. I mean, it had the, you know, brush your cow, like, mechanic on the touchscreen. And you would think that if they made a really good polished Harvest Moon on the DS, that game would have sold so well. Mm -hmm. And as a result, but instead, like, it just never got any purchase whatsoever. Yeah. And then Harvest Moon, it just became like, oh, yep, there's there's another Harvest Moon. That's nice.
1: Yeah, and it's, it always had its fandom, but, it, you know, that fandom deserves good games.
0: Yes, I, I don't know. Like, it just... And then, as time went on, they went with that kind of 2.5D look that was kind of yeah, ugly. Yeah, I never liked that. I always hated the 2.5D look in that there was, like, a bad mobile game. And so, like, Harvest Moon just kind of faded out of memory. But clearly, based on, like, the success of, of Animal Crossing... And now Stardew Valley. Like, there's not only a market for this, uh, there's a voracious market for oh, this. absolutely. People yep. want this game. And you know why Stardew Valley works? Because A, it takes all the best stuff of Harvest Moon mm-hmm. and puts it into this big, expansive, and fun-to-play game. And B, it's pretty.
1: It is. It is a very nice-looking game.
0: I mean, was it made in, like, RPG Maker? Sure, looks like it.
1: I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Um... Yeah, I guess it could have been, but, um, you know, Harvest, uh, sorry, uh, RPG Maker. I've played some good games that have been made in RPG Maker.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, RPG Maker is actually a really valid way to make games. Um, Mm -hmm. Harvest, but, like, Stardew Valley, like, it looks like a 16-bit RPG, and the second you start playing it, you're just immediately charmed, right? I mean, You're like, oh, this is so cute. I love this music. It's kind of pretty. The music's fantastic. I love the opening where, like, you open up the the drawer and like there's a letter in there, and you're getting out of your cubicle life.
1: Yeah, one and, thing uh, s- someone pointed out to me or pointed out on a, a thing the other day is that uh, I didn't notice, but in the opening cinema, when you're kind of when it's kind of panning through the Joja Corporation, someone's in the cubicle is dead. <laughs> They're just a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, they are.
0: That's really dark it and. Really is. <laughs> Kind of hilarious, and I, I guess it maybe it really speaks to our generation and younger because there's this almost sense that cubicles equal death. Mm-hmm. The, the if you are a cubicle slave, that you've somehow failed or something,
1: yeah. And f- frankly, if I worked in an office environment, I think I'd prefer a cubicle to an open environment, but that's just me. open plan office, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, you get a little privacy as yeah. opposed to. Like, just sitting in, like, your assembly line. And staring in, at the guy next to you. In your crappy tech startup with, like, the faux bricks and, like, the ironic signs and oh, the little fridge full of beer that you can't drink because you actually have to work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's there because everybody's going to have a beer at five and then go back to work and stay there until one in the morning. Yeah, pretty much. That The tech startups are a blight. But, I, so, Stardew Valley, like, it clearly taps into something deep and elemental that uh, that Harvest Moon once did. Yes. And no longer does.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if Namco, sorry, not, not Namco, Natsume, if they're smart, they'll kind of pay attention, but I'm not really holding out hope.
0: Yeah, it's too bad. But what are you going to do? Stardew yeah. Valley, it gave me what I wanted, and I am happy, assuming I have time to play it, which I don't. So, any final thoughts on Stardew Valley? It's fun. It's,
1: <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, you know, running a farm is not that easy, uh, but I guess just through the magic of video games, it becomes something so satisfying that you really do feel like, hey, I'd like to abandon my j- my life and my job and go raise some chickens, and then in real life, chickens all die or get eaten by foxes or something, but.
0: Yeah, I like that it makes running a farm look super fun and easy. Yeah when in reality it's like backbreaking work like yeah. day in and day out and you are probably going to be taken over by a factory farm and there's probably there's no real way to be a profit uh, be profitable as a small time like farm farmer unless like you have a really sophisticated operation
1: yeah exactly and
0: you have like really good distribution channels uh more than and plus like if you're a farmer you're probably gonna you're not gonna live anywhere nearly as cool as Stardew Valley. You're probably gonna be living in the middle of the nowhere in the Midwest with like horrible neighbors who aren't nearly as cool as the people that are in Stardew Valley. So
1: Yeah, no uh emo boys to court.
0: But maybe there are farmers who are listening to this podcast and are currently being horribly insulted. I don't know. Oh I'm sorry, farmers. I like you all. I like you too. Please don't unsubscribe. I like you. Your eggs are and cool. And speaking of which, you should so- totally subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. See, you, you like that segue? I totally did that. That's very skillful. Yes, yeah, so you can find Acts of the Blood God on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, and now iHeartRadio, which we are there there now too, which is actually pretty cool. Subscribe to us. Um, do me a favor and rate us and leave a review. Leave a nice review. <laughs> um, some jerk left a one star review, and I'm like shaking my hand at them. I don't Arr, like that. Fist shake, Girl. fist shake. The, the blood god will find you. I'm yes. <laughs> uh, but you can find us there. And then, of course, you can find us on usgamer.net. Check us out. Uh, this week, I wrote a piece called The Death of the, the Day the Dreamcast Died. Um, I talked to Jake Kasdahl, who's an independent developer, who was actually there. Um, he remembers the day that the Dreamcast died, and he has some really cool stories to tell about working at sega back in those days working on games like space channel 5 and res so you should go check out that article and Nada, you've written a couple things you got anything that you want to pimp
1: well i already um mentioned my stardew valley article um i really enjoyed writing that so i hope you check it out and just the other day i put up a note block beatbox about uh bastion um Mm. the ending song for that game so i really hope you check that out too
0: I got a really fancy new pair of headphones, so I'm totally going to listen to your notebook Beat <laughs> Beatbox um, cool. article as soon as I'm done with this podcast.
1: Cool. I hope you enjoy it.
0: I totally will. I will totally enjoy it. Sweet. But um see what else other housekeeping um of course subscribe to us on youtube twitter facebook etc i don't think we have an instagram account but maybe someday someday maybe someday we will be that sophisticated but yeah you can find us at either us gamer us gamer net we also stream pretty regularly on twitch um us gamer net there again um as for next week um uh There probably actually won't be a podcast because I'm going on vacation next week. Oh, fun. Yeah, I'm going to take a break. Um, I had kind of a long week, so I need a little bit of time to recharge. If there's like something really notable that's worth talking about, I think we will. There may be a podcast. uh, Like I may take the time, but more than likely, I'm going to just relax. And plus, I'm working on a cover story right now about VR. So I need to take the time to write about that. So probably no podcast next week in the meantime um i've been Cat bailey nadia thanks for dropping by no problem and until next time happy adventuring